right, guys. Hey, uh, I want to say a couple things about what you just saw there. Uh, for the uh, for the night to shine, uh, night to shine is coming up in just a couple uh, just a couple of weeks, February the eighth at Hazard Community Technical College. How many of you guys helped out with night to shine last year? Did anybody in this service? Several people did. Listen, uh, last year was the first year. I mean, I'd heard about it before, and uh, that was the first year that I was a part of it. So night to shine is an event that Journey Christian Church uh, puts on. It's such a big event. They need help uh, from all kinds of different churches, organizations, and it's a prom for uh, special needs students in, uh, in our area. And, and man, I went into it last year thinking, hey, this is going to be really fun. This is going to be a neat event. And it just blew me away, um, just, just the quality of the event and how, uh, man, just the blessing that I got from it. It was just an amazing thing to be a part of. And I honestly wish our whole church would uh, jump in on that. I promise you, you will never forget that night. If, you are, um, if you're thinking, you know what, I wonder if I should do that or not. Uh, we had a ton of people after that and just talking in the first service about it, sign up to help. And I just think that everybody here, you ought to sign up to be a part of that. And I promise you will never forget it. And then uh, as it happens every year, I just guarantee you're going to want to be a part of it. Now, here's the thing, though. The Tim Tebow Foundation puts a really hard deadline on volunteering for that. You can't just show up and say, hey, I want to help. You need to fill out the form and everything like that. And if you want to help, you honestly need to, uh, you need to fill that out today. So out there at the Welcome Center, there's uh, applications you can fill out. If you have a couple of minutes after church, you can fill it out. Just leave it with some of our volunteers there after church. But if you don't, if you, if you, just, gotta, if you just really have to leave after the service today really fast, take that sheet. Fill it out, and what you can do is just take a picture of it and send it as a message on Summit's Facebook page. But you have to do that. And, and guys, you honestly, you need to do that today, all right? And they need all kinds of different volunteers, people to help with hair and makeup, uh, people to help with registration, people to help uh, just set the event up, people to, uh, uh, you can get out there and dance. Uh, I, I, I danced last year. I don't have any dance moves. I have this. That's all I got. That's all I got. No matter what the song is, that's what you get out of me, all right? That's all you're going to get. And, uh, but, man, it's just an unbelievable event, guys. And I promise you will be like, man, I'm so, I, I'm blessed. I got blessed because I was a part of that. And so, but you need to do that. Sign up to volunteer if you want to. You have got to do it today out there at the welcome area, okay? Hey, two more things really quick. One, if you want to be a part of the Haiti trip uh, this July, and when I say be a part of it, if you are going to go, you have got to sign up by Tuesday. Tuesday is it. All right, if we're going to do, if we're going to do the trip, uh, we're trying to get a certain group, a uh, certain number of people we have to hit. If you want to go, if you're, hey, I'm going. Uh, you can't just, you know, depend on like me picking that up through osmosis. You have got to sign up. You can sign up today through our app. Just click sign up and you'll see Haiti trip or you can go to the welcome area. All right. Also, another thing that we would ask you to do if you've got some uh, free time, about five minutes this week, uh, we, uh, in, in our app, in the sign-up section, if you open that up sometime today or this week, you'll see something we call the Spiritual Growth Survey. And if you would take a couple of minutes to fill that out, that would be really helpful for us just to know, hey, how are you growing spiritually? How can we as a church help, our, help you as a church, help our church grow better spiritually this year? So if you could do that sometime this week, that would be uh, amazing to help us out. All right. Hey, uh, if you got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. That's our one verse for today. It's one of the shortest verses in the Bible. Okay, so open it up in your copy of the Word of God or turn it on your phone. We're going to get there in just a minute. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump in to what we're going to dive into today. And uh, so let's pray. Let's just go to the Lord here this morning. Father, we uh, confess, God, that we need you. God, I need you this morning. God, I pray for help. 
I pray, Jesus, that you would help us not just to listen and, and to get to the end and, and just to simply say, God, well, that was a good service. Well, that was, you know, some good worship or, 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 and all that. God, that we, would, that we would not be satisfied with that. God, we want a real experience with you. We want to really encounter you here today. God, I thank you that, that we have. God, I thank you that you are already here. God, we don't need to try to beg you to come. You are already here. But God, I do pray that you would open up our hearts and minds to see you that you're here. God, to be aware of your presence. And so God, whatever distractions we might have, anything we might have come in here with today, would you just strip those away right now and, and just over the next few moments that we would see and hear from you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. I was doing some reading a couple of weeks ago. The average, you know, older kids and adults, older kids and adults, you know, if they don't really have a lot of activity during the day, uh, on average, they'll take between, listen to this, 17 to 30,000 breaths every day. Like, like no, no activity at all. But if you throw in some activity, maybe, you know, you're going to do some work around the house, maybe, you know, you're going to exercise. Older kids, adults, they could take as many as 50,000 breaths a day. Think about that, 50,000 breaths. Now, here's what I know. I know that probably nobody in here, at least nobody in here, nobody in the first service, rather, nobody in the first service, probably nobody in here, had for their 2019 New Year's resolution to breathe more this year, right? Nobody was probably thinking that this year I'm going to take some more breaths uh, than I did last year. Nobody was thinking that. But you know what? I bet that a few people, I, I bet a few people in here, your resolution this year is to pray more. And, and, Today, we are in part two of a series called Next Level. We're learning how to live at the level of the power of God for our lives. How do we do that? We do that through prayer, okay? And, and one of the images that God, I think, gives for prayer in the Bible is that prayer should be like breathing, that, that you are just always doing it, that you're not even really conscious of it or aware of it. It's, it's just natural for you to breathe. And so 1 Thessalonians 5.17, hopefully uh, you've got it here. We're going to read this and we're going to read it and it won't take long because it's extremely short. I'm going to read it out of my, uh, my version of the Bible. I use the English Standard Version. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says this, pray without ceasing. And we're done. That's the verse for the day. Pray without ceasing. That verse is honestly so short and powerful. I wanted to know what it looked like and how it read in other translations that you might have today. So here's another one, pray continually. Or another one is pray all the time. I looked it up in what's called the message. The message is a paraphrase of the Bible. If you have a really hard time understanding the Bible and you wish you, you could find something that talks the way that we talk, the message, something I'd recommend to you, the message puts it this way. Never stop praying. Never stop. And see, when we read those kind of verses, or maybe, maybe it's just me, but I remember when I gave my life to Christ when I was 18 and I, and I came across this verse for the first time, I thought, how can you do that? How can you pray and never stop? How can you pray continually? Man, I've got things to do, right? Don't we think that? A lot of times we, there's no, how can I do these verses? You know, I've got, I've got kids to take care of. I've got papers I've got to do. I've got deadlines that I've got to meet. I've got to take the car in to get it fixed and on and on and on. I, I've got things to do. How can I pray and never stop? Well, see, one of the things we need to understand about prayer 
is, is that prayer isn't really something to do. Prayer is really all about relationship. And one of the most important parts of any relationship is communication. See, did you know that you can pray anywhere you are? Did you know that? You can pray anywhere you are. You don't have to be in a certain location to pray. You can pray in the car. You can pray when you're shopping. You can pray at home, when you're at school, at work, at church. You can pray anywhere you are. And you don't even need a certain posture to pray. Most people in the Bible, when the Bible talks about people praying, they were, they were standing up. That was their posture. But listen, you can pray standing up. You can pray sitting down. You can pray kneeling. You can pray with your eyes open. Did you know God can hear you if you pray with your eyes open? Right? In fact, if you're praying and driving, we would prefer you pray with your eyes open. Okay? You can pray with your eyes shut. Uh, The posture really doesn't matter. You You can pray whenever you want, and on God's end, it's never a bad time. Like, you're never going to start praying and God says back to you, hey, I'm busy, can you come back later, right? That never, that never happens. You can pray all the time, and it never inconveniences uh, God at all. And so when God says pray and never stop, what we need to understand is prayer isn't something we do. It's a life we're invited into. Prayer isn't something that we do. It's a life that we're invited into. One of the verses that I think of when we think about prayer that can really revolutionize the way that you talk to God is John 15, 15. John 15, 15, Jesus says this, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you what? I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. How do you talk to a friend? I mean real friends, right? Like people that you just know, your best friend, that sort of thing. How do you talk to your friends? Man, I hope when you talk to your friends, you can be real. You can be you. You don't have to put up a front. You don't have to put a mask on. You you can be honest with your friends, right? You can laugh with your friends. You can joke around with your friends. You can be you with your friends. And and so imagine this. Imagine this. Jesus, the the book of Colossians, we're going to go through that book later on this year. The book of Colossians says that all things were made through Jesus and for Jesus. So Jesus made everything that is. Jesus made you and Jesus made me. And literally, Jesus Christ is the reason that any of us are alive right now. I mean, he's given you air to breathe. And if you're a follower of Jesus, if, if you're a Christian, you've got a relationship with him, Jesus is your Savior. Jesus is your Lord. And Jesus is your friend. And Jesus is the kind of friend that says, cast all your anxieties onto me because I care for you. Jesus is the kind of friend that says, I'll never leave you and, and I'll never forsake you. Jesus is the kind of friend that says, pray, talk to me, and never stop. So when God says pray continually, he's not telling us, you know, to, to kind of kick our responsibilities to the curb. He's not saying, you know what, somebody else needs to take out the trash. Somebody else needs to go clock in for me. I got to pray today. No, no, no. We need to understand that God is inviting us to a relationship with him that's almost like breathing. That we learn literally to live in the presence of God because God is always with us, right? Right? It's easy to say that, but do our lives show that? Do our lives, the way that we live, show that Jesus Christ is literally here? 
Like, do you believe that? That's not a theological or a churchy question. Do you look around and think that I'm on this stage by myself? Hello, anybody? Right? Because Jesus is on this stage with me. Hello? Right? See, you got to check yourself here. Jesus is always with me. Okay, is that a reality in your life or something we taught you to say in church? Because just like air that I breathe, God is everywhere. And God is inviting us to a relationship where where I get a text message or an email and it it stresses me out. And and instead of just carrying my worries and fears and anxieties, I begin to to use my worries and fears and and anxieties as triggers to bring me into the presence of God. Where I'm I'm constantly praying, uh, giving my kids over, giving my spouse over. We're giving our lives over to God. We're we're in a situation we don't know what to do. We talk to God. We, We celebrate our wins with God, right? Because he's always there. And God is inviting us, just like air that you breathe in. It's everywhere. God is inviting us to learn how to live in his presence. And you might be wondering, okay, well, that sounds awesome. How do I do that? And that is awesome. You know, and we Sunday, Wednesday night, we, uh, Wednesday night at the midweek, we actually gave some practical ways to try to begin to do this, to try to begin to live in the presence of God. And so we talked about all kinds of different things. If you were at the midweek Wednesday, we talked about giving your first moments of the day to God. Literally, like as soon as your alarm goes off, that first 10, 15 seconds after you wake up and you're about to put your feet on the floor, literally that first 10, 15 seconds, giving that to God, saying, God, thank you for today. I don't even know what you have for me, but God, I surrender to you. Just just giving that moment, beginning your day literally in those first few seconds, with God, and then we talked about an ancient practice that the church has always had called breath prayers, where, where we just literally pray short prayers to God that we can pray just as we're breathing, just as we exhale, just literally just letting air out. We just say a prayer, Jesus, thank you for today. Jesus, help me here. Because listen, real prayer doesn't need to be real long. Did you know that? Real prayer, doesn't, you, can, you can talk to God just like a friend, long, short, it really doesn't matter. And so just like breathing, God, God, just help me. God, I'm nervous about this test. God, help me. This meeting, help me. And just, just breath prayers. And then we talked about something called the prayer of examine. It's an ancient practice that the church has always had. We close our eyes. We're about to go to sleep. And as we close our eyes, trying to go to sleep, we just review our day with God. God, this didn't go the way that I hoped that it would. God, thank you for that gift. God, help me to do better at this tomorrow or whatever it is. There's all kinds of tips and strategies and ways that we could talk about to learn how to do this. But I just don't think that they're helpful unless I'm changed on the inside. Do do you understand? why Why don't we pray this way? If God is everywhere and I'm always in his presence whether I realize it or not and God invites me just like breathing, just just to do life with him, why don't we pray this way? And there's all kinds of different answers that you can give. You know what, I'm just not disciplined with my time. I'm just forgetful. And we can go on and on and on with all kinds of different answers. But really, I think if we're honest, at some level, we don't like this, but at some level, this is probably true. And this might even be number one. The reason we don't pray this way, this prayer and never stop, the reason we don't do this is because at some level in our hearts and in our lives, we just don't think we need to. Right? We just don't think we need to. We've gotten ourselves out of messes in the past. We can do it again. 
We figured it out before. We can probably do it this time. We've got some really good connections. We, we come from a really good family. We've got money in the bank. We have a lot of degrees. And on, at some level, we just don't think that we need to. And it's even in the, in the culture that we live in, right? We're going to talk more about it next week. But I don't know if you remember last year, it became really controversial just to tell people, hey, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Remember that? And there's all kinds of things on the news. Hey, you need to do more. Prayer doesn't work. Prayer's not good enough. And all of a sudden, prayer became really controversial. Or, or we have bumper stickers, and we make fun of it all the time. But I saw this bumper sticker the other day as I was driving. When all else fails, what? Pray. When all else fails, pray. So try everything else first, and then as a last-ditch effort, you can pray. Right? And, and, we, and, we, and we laugh at that, but that's the way that we think about prayer. Here's the way some people talk to me. Mark, I pray when things don't go well. What about when they are going well? See, at some level, we just don't think we need to do this. That's why the best thing that God can do for us to help us live at the next level, one of the best verses about prayer in the Bible isn't even about prayer. One of, the, one of the best verses, one of the, one of the top tips that I can give to anybody. Hey, Mark, how can I take my prayer life to another level? How can I take my relationship with Jesus to another, another level? One of the best tips that I could give to anybody is to make this verse a reality. Matthew 5, 3, one of the best verses in the Bible about prayer says this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What's it mean to be poor in spirit? Let me tell you what it doesn't mean. To be poor in spirit doesn't mean that you're sad all the time, all right? You know, like Eeyore, oh, bother. You know, that's not poor in spirit, bro, right? Depressed, you, you have low self-esteem, that sort of thing. That's not what it means to be poor in spirit. What it means to be poor in spirit, it means that in your spirit, in your soul, in your heart of hearts, deep down, you know that you are bankrupt and you have absolutely nothing without God. And that at every single moment, it doesn't matter if everything is up and to the right. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have in the bank. At every moment, your deepest need is God. And if you don't have him, you don't have anything. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the spiritually bankrupt, the people who know they don't have it all together. Blessed are you if you know that if you don't have God, you don't have anything. Ah, this is so countercultural in the world that we live in. This is so countercultural. In fact, this, this right here, this is so countercultural that we have been ingrained to believe the opposite. We don't even realize it. We say things like this to people. Test yourself here. We say things like this to people. You can be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do as long as you put, your, you put your mind to it. As long as you try hard, you can be whatever you want to be. But have you ever tried that? Thank you, Oprah. Thank you. We're really, but have you ever tried it? I mean, come on. Come on. Right, right. Just try real hard to be a taco. It ain't going to happen. Be whatever you want to be. Right? 
as long as you put your mind to it, put your heart. I talk about running all the time. I get a lot of running illustrations. You know, there are people who run four-minute miles, and I ain't one of them. Listen, if I try to put my mind to running a four-minute mile and put my heart into running a four-minute mile, you will attend my funeral. It ain't going to happen, right? It ain't going to happen. Now, I know, I know, some of you are thinking, oh, but, but Mark, listen, if you just try hard, you can do anything, and you are just such a snowflake. I love you. And, and I'm just telling you, listen to me if you're taking notes. Let's get serious. One of the best gifts that God has ever given to all of us are limits. We live in a world that tell us limits are bad, but one of God's greatest blessings are limits. I, I heard someone say, and this is true, that, that really you could talk about what Adam and Eve did in the garden when God said you could have all the trees except for this tree. What happened in the garden was humanity's unwillingness to live within God-given limits. Right? To know that I don't have what it takes. I don't have all the answers. That I'm not smart enough. That I'm not athletic enough. Just to live within my God-given limits. All of us have limits. Hello? Every one of us. Every one of us has a limit. Life is a limit. It will end. In this, on this side of eternity, it will. Some of us, maybe age is a limit. Finances are a limit. Health is a limit. We live in a world that tell us limits are bad. Look at me. Limits are one of God's greatest gift because it is a, Jesus says it, it is a blessing to realize that if I don't have God, I can have everything else but miss him. Jesus is saying you are blessed if you realize this limit, that you, if you don't have God in your life, you don't have anything else. We are blessed if we are poor in spirit. We are blessed in a moment to see, you know what? I am limited, but God is unlimited, and with him, I can do all things. But do you see this? See, it's where, it's where we don't try to, try to ignore our limits, but we lean into our limits and say, Jesus, without you, I don't have anything. Jesus, I am poor in spirit. I could not save myself. Hello, Americans? This is so hard in America. You go to other places in the world, this message just preaches itself. We all know this. You come to America, listen, and praise God for this country. Thank God for the gifts in this country. Hello? Thank God for it. It's hard for Americans to receive the, any other message other than pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can do anything. Jesus Christ came to say, you can't even save yourself. Right? This is hard for us as Americans to believe and buy into, guys. But prayer, prayer goes from something that I do to a life that I begin to live when I realize that without God at every moment, I don't have anything and I desperately need him. I will learn to pray in all things when in my spirit I become poor and realize in God, that in all things rather I need God. I'll pray in all things when I realize that in all things I need God. And Jesus says we're blessed if we do that. Hello? How many people want to be blessed this year? Put your hand up. Some of you are like, I don't know now. Right? Blessed. 
And yes, blessing has financial gain with that sometimes. Yes, blessing has things to do physically with your health at times. But can I tell you, you are blessed today if deep down in your spirit, the spirit of God begins to do something inside of you that you know without God, you don't have anything. And in that moment, you'll pray. In that moment, you'll seek God. In that moment, you'll see that Jesus is valuable. We're blessed to say, God, I don't have anything apart from you. See, some of you right now, you are in a situation and you are just trying to figure it out. Why? Or others of you at this point this year, you're, you're, gonna, have to, you're gonna have a decision to make this year. Am I, am I gonna take this job? Are we gonna buy this house? Are we gonna move to this location? Am I gonna go to this school? And here's what you're gonna do with those decisions if you're not careful. So watch, if you're not careful, you'll talk to everybody in your family and you'll think, hey, you know what? If, if I go down this career path, I'll make this much money by the time I get to this age. I can retire at this age and on and on and on. And we'll make all of these decisions that look good on the surface and we've achieved the American dream, but we never stopped to ask, God, what is your will for my life? Do you see, do you see that? See, prayer goes from something that I do to a life that I live when I realize without God, I can't do anything. Have you ever tried to see how long you can go underwater without breathing? I don't know about you, but me, I think it like might be like 15 seconds, right? I, I, not, not long, maybe, maybe, maybe like a minute, 30 seconds, I don't know, not long. Probably the, probably the longest any of us could go, maybe five minutes. But then there's this one class of people. They're called free divers. Have you ever heard of free divers? It's, it's people who train themselves to dive at lengths in the dive at depths and for a length of time that the normal person could only do with scuba gear. In 2012, there was a Danish free diver named Stig Severinsen. What a cool name, Stig! Um, I love it. In 2012, a Danish free diver named Stig Severinsen set the world record for free diving, and he was underwater. 22 minutes. I could not do that. I wouldn't last two of those 22 minutes. Do you know why? Because I got to breathe. Because if I don't breathe, I'll die. And Jesus is painting the same picture with how much we need him. That if we don't have him, our spirits, they'll just shrivel up and die. That if, we, that if we don't have him, if we don't learn how to begin to breathe this way, that God is everywhere. And that at all times, I need him. That at all times, God is coming to me and he's inviting me not to simply see prayer as something that I do, but a life that I begin to live and that I need him just like I need air. So you say, Mark, what's one thing that I can do to take my, <clears throat> excuse me, my relationship with God to a next level this year? 
It's to simply pray, God, make me poor in spirit. God, break me from trusting in my resume. Break me from trusting in my connections. Break me from trusting in my family or my last name. Break me from trusting in my health and my ability to do things. God, break me from trusting in how I'm always, I'm always able to figure everything out. God, break me from my pride and make me poor in spirit. And so right now, we're going to pray that God would break us and make us poor in spirit to lean into the limitations that we all have. And as we lean into those limits, it's right there that we realize that in Christ, we have all we need. Would you pray with me? <clears throat> oh God, just after looking at these verses and, and just thinking about this, thinking, talking about this this morning, God, we need you. God, we just need to be with you today. Just like air that we breathe, God, we need you. And God, even saying that, God, we don't even realize the depths of how far that goes. God, we, we just got to have you. And so God, would you, would you do a miracle today in our hearts and break us? God, that we would be poor in spirit, that we would realize that we just don't have what it takes. We, we couldn't even save ourselves, God. We needed a Savior. Jesus, would you, would you do a miracle? Would you build another kingdom in our lives? Would you take us to the next level and show us, God, we are desperate today. Maybe we didn't walk in here desperate. Maybe we walked in here, we felt really secure. We felt like everything was fine. We felt like everything is taken care of. And on the surface, it is. But God, in our spirits, God, we're going to another level today. So break us right there. Jesus, every student needs you. Every man in this room today just needs the Holy Spirit to move inside of us and break us and show us, God, we need you. Every woman in this room today, God, just needs the Holy Spirit to open their eyes. See, God, we, we have got to have you. Not just talk about it. Not just on Sundays, but, but God, if we don't have oxygen, we can't survive. And God, if we don't have you, we can't either. And so, God, we just reject the notion of this society and this culture that tell us that on our own we can make it that on our own we can figure it out. We reject that. And the message of the gospel, the message of the good news, is we don't have to save ourselves. There is a Savior. There is hope. And there is life. And it is in Jesus Christ. And Jesus, to you we run today. We run to you so that we can breathe. So church, right now, just with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, would you just make that your prayer today? Just right here in this place today. I, just right here in this place, we're going to open up the front and just take a few moments. But if you even want to get up out of your seat and just make that your prayer, say, God, I need to be broken today. I need to be broken in my spirit, or I need to be broken of this attitude, this thing in my life. God, I just need you to remind me how much I need you.
So just in this moment of prayer, if you, even if you just want to get up out of your seat and come and pray, we're just going to open up the altar and just take a few moments in the presence of God to say, Father, we need you. So you come right now if that's you. You come right now if that's you. You want to come up to this altar and kneel and pray, you come. As people come, you, you don't wait. You just come. You don't have to wait for anybody else. If God is speaking to you, you come. But you just make that your prayer today. Say, God, I need you. God, I need to be reminded. God, I need to be broken in my spirit. God, I need to be poor in spirit, Jesus, to know that without you, I don't have anything. God, do that in our hearts. God, do that in our church. Just with every head bowed, with every eye closed. By lifting your hand today, you say, Mark, that's my prayer, that God would make me poor in spirit to see my need for him. If that's you, just put your hand in the air. Hands are going up all over this place today. Just all over this place. God, we just need you. God, we need you. And, and maybe that means to break off something in our lives, some kind of sin, some kind of attitudes or, or thought pattern. God, break that off. And, and Jesus, do something new in us. Take us to that other level. Jesus, I pray that, God, we would realize without you we can't do this. And so, Father, if there's anybody here today and, and they don't have a relationship with you, that right now they would know that they're loved. God, that you are for them and you've brought them here today for this time. Just right now with every head bowed and eye closed, if you're here today and you don't have Jesus in your heart as your, as your Lord and Savior, he loves you and wants a relationship with you. And right there where you sit, you can come to Jesus just as you are. I'm going to pray a prayer and I just invite you to pray this prayer with me. This morning, to, if, if there's anybody here that wants to give their life to Jesus, just pray this prayer today. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. God, I give my life to you for the very first time. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming back from the dead for me. God, I give my life to you right now. And Father, I pray, Jesus, for... For the rest of us, God, that, that as this service ends, what we've talked about and sang and declared would not. God, it would go with us. The enemy is going to try to come at us and steal away. Just like we talked about this morning. Just like Next Level Expressive Team reminded us of this morning. He's going to try to steal this from us. And Jesus, we just refuse to let that happen. God, we rebuke the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Jesus, we need you. Right now and this afternoon and every moment. So God, let this carry on with us. Father, we love you. God, we ask all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Church, let me ask you right now, go ahead and grab your connection card. That's just that card that's on the back of the seat uh, there in front of you or it's on your seat. Go ahead and grab that connection card. And our ushers are going to get in place right now. We're about to receive our offering. And we would love to know any decision that you've made here today, anything God's done in your life or anything we can pray for you, go ahead and fill out that card and just drop that in that basket. But if you're here maybe for the first time, you're brand new, we've got a free gift for you at the welcome area. Um, all you got to do is just come out there. We'll give that to you really quick, send you on your way. We're so excited to have you guys here with us today. I'll tell you what, I'm going to pray over our offering and our worship team is going to lead us. We're going to worship as we give and they'll dismiss us in just a moment. Would everybody stand with me today? So I'll stand. As we're standing, hey, middle school, high school students, you guys are on schedule tonight, 5.30 middle school, 
630 High School over at the student building, all right? Guys, let's pray. God, I thank you for everybody that's here, God, and everybody that's about to give. Whether it's here, whether it's online, God, use it. God, one, to glorify your name, God, that you'd be just made much of, Jesus. You'd be made famous, God, around the world, in our community. God, use our offering. Use what's given here just as a taste of that. And, but God, also we pray that you would use what's given here to change the world, literally to transform this community, to transform the world, God, in Jesus' name. So God, take this gift. God, whether people give here, whether they give online, take this gift. Do more than any of us could ask, think, or imagine. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless.